Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. The trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It'd be a little weird, Robbie. This is going to be a good one. If Brupolo was in D-Lo. Oh, yes. I was wondering when you are going to get D-Lo in there. <laughs> Which, by the way, I got a message from our friend Matt Caldwell coaching over at Heritage, longtime yeah. football coach in the state of Mississippi. And as a, long. long-time, as a longtime football coach, in as you said, former Bulldog, he knows some places. In yeah, the state. he gave I bet me he like does. twenty communities. Yeah, that you can use if you start running out of some places. Well, I've got a I, list. I here. had a map of the state of Mississippi that had most of like the I guess the the bigger towns, but now I have the Wikipedia list of municip- municipalities in Mississippi, and it's and I won't be running out anytime soon. We got. We got to get. I, I'm. I'm living over in Sherwood at this point, uh, Brian. So we got to get Sherwood in there at some point. We'll do the best we can. We'll get over to Brewwood as as soon as we can. But wherever you all live in our fine state or anywhere in our great country, you are always able to get Strange Brew Coffee every morning. All you got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it for shipping to your home, and you can have it. You can start your day the right way, literally every day of your life. Whatever kind of coffee machine sitting on their front counter, they got you taken care of at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the Mississippi State merchandise you are looking for. They have the biggest and best selection of it in central Mississippi. Two locations to serve you. They're in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. If you're looking for clothes, if you're looking for home goods, stuff for the car, Stuff for the tailgate, whatever it is, maroon and white, they've got it at College Corner. Humble Taco is Starville's best Mexican restaurant. You know, we're, we, guys, we got to get through this week with the heat. And then next week, the sweet whisper of fall will begin here in the state of Mississippi, I believe. I believe that's what the forecasts are saying. And what that means to me is a night out on the Humble Taco patio is going to be a great one. Great weather, great food, great margaritas, and something a different experience that you can get anywhere else. You're tired of the same old Mexican. If you want something different, you want Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. You want to go to Humble Taco. Firehouse Subs for lunch. Sounds like a great idea to me. Download the free Firehouse Subs app. Place your order online. It's ready within minutes. So when you pick up your sandwich, you're also picking up a bunch of reward points that can go for your next order. And if you're looking to tailgate this weekend, or if you're looking to have a party at the house, a party platter from Firehouse Subs, always, always a welcome addition. 
Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison. It's Firehouse Subs, Robbie Falk. How are you today, sir? I'm just fine, Mr. Hey, Dad. How are you? I'm doing well. I have a question for you because I, I like keeping up with you with with your uh, your, your working over there uh, on the house. When, when are you going to move into that house? If I said, give me a day that I can expect to see you to have a housewarming party, when will it be? I, my goal is for the housewarming party to be the Royal Rumble party. Oh, yeah. That is that is my goal, okay. which is in late January. But I mean, I hope to be in there before then, like well before then. Mm-hmm. But my goal is for everything to be settled, everything to be moved out of the way in January. Because um, from what I've been told, our cabinets will not be done until sometime in December. So, you know, that's going to set us back a little bit. But, you know, we got brick is almost done on the house. We've got some other things that are finishing up, some trim work and stuff like that. So we're moving right along, man. Very this thing good. started in June. Mm-hmm. And we're in the Hoping, middle of September. You know, we're we're doing pretty good. So I'm gonna buy you a spice is, rack for your for a housewarming gift. Uh, you might not need to because I think we're getting one like made or something. Oh, like, okay. The, well, yeah. I'll figure something else out then. Maybe some mixed yeah, so bowls. I have plenty of bowls. I, I don't know. I don't know what to get you. I'll, I'll think about it. How about beef from the Mississippi Beef Council? Ooh. We can see if we can get the uh, a whole tenderloin sent your way. I think we probably make maybe make an arrangement uh, for that. All right. So, but what we will do, Brian, mm-hmm. is we will have the we will have the Royal Rumble party at the Falk Abode. Okay, I'm in. I'll be there. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm always excited. Love the Royal Rumble party too. So, all right. We'll talk a little of all things basketball recruiting a little later in the show. Didn't expect to have that come up, but it has. Uh, but we're going to start here with football. We have really harped on this offense the past three shows. Uh, you talked about receiver rotation, talked about uh, you know play calling and things of that nature. Are we giving the defense a pass? I feel like they've played well in all three games, but they've had their moments where they 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 could have been better. Don't you? Is, am I am I putting that the right way? Yeah, they they could have been better. There, I, I would describe it as. Being like Mike Leach says, just inconsistent. Mm-hmm. I think, and some of that goes back to the conversation that we've had already about these rotations, maybe getting some more guys in there, mixing it up a little bit more. Because I, th- I think by the end of the game, some of these guys are kind of gassed. I mean, I go back to that Memphis game, and Memphis did absolutely nothing against Mississippi State for the first two and a half quarters. LSU, LSU did very little. Uh, for the first two and a half quarters and really, you know, into the third on offense and state just kind of, you know, their back was broken there at the end. So they've been inconsistent. They've been solid, but they can be better. I think one thing I've been pleased with, with this defense is when their first game, we talked a lot about the pass rush, not getting there, not, not any sacks in that game. I thought in game two, you saw a better pass rush. Uh, you saw a couple of sacks, but mainly you did see him flush from the pocket a lot. Game three, you saw some sacks, three sacks. That's a good number in any game. You, you, but you also saw a quarterback who you know could get outside and make some plays with his leg. But I feel like game to game, the pass rush has gotten a little bit better each game. And they're still missing a guy in Jaden Crumney who, who was probably one of the, their best player overall on that defense. Yeah, I mean, your, your goal 
uh, whenever you're rushing the quarterback is either flush him out of the pocket and create some mistake or uh, allow somebody else to come up and make a tackle or get a sack. And last week, they did both of those things. The problem with last week is you had a quarterback who, at his best, is getting out of the pocket and running around. And that's basically, you know, that's what he did, and there was nobody there to contain him. But I didn't think the pass rush was was a big issue for Mississippi State. I think they're going to have a solid pass rush this season. <clears throat> it's finishing. Uh, they didn't finish against Arizona in a lot of plays. They got to finish. When they get to the quarterback, they have to finish. And mo- most games, I think, flushing the quarterback out of the pocket like they did with Jaden Daniels is going to work for them. It just didn't in that game because I didn't think they had the correct game plan to defend what he did well, which was surprising to me. That's what I was about to say, is that I feel like it it wasn't a personnel issue. Well, let me put it like this. I feel like the game plan made it a personnel issue. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is Jet Johnson is great in his role. Great linebacker stuff in the run. It is can be active in pass coverage. But if you're asking him to chase down Jaden Daniels, I mean, you're just sort of behind from the start. And it goes back to what we've talked about with, with Arnett and leaving safeties in situations where they're being man coverage. It feels like Mississippi State has good personnel, but they put them in difficult positions sometimes. Yeah, I, I was a little surprised by the game plan a little bit. And listen, I thought the defense played extremely well until that fourth quarter. There was a couple of possessions where they weren't great. Mm. But for the most part, they did a really good job against Jaden Daniels. It was just the the lack of contain on that of uh, second quarter drive to right before halftime and then, you know, late in the game uh, is where they really struggled. But, you know, that just that that's just how it, it worked out. I think more often than not, that game plan is going to work for Mississippi State that was just the wrong time to have it against a quarterback who literally all he can do is run the football. And and I think that people talk about, you know, like what you just said, they, they had a couple of bad drives. I mean, this is college football. And even in the pros, I mean, you're going to have – teams are going to score on you. I mean, you, yep. you just – it's it, even the 2018 defense, even the best defenses of all time, give up touchdowns from now and then. It's how you bounce back from that, and it's how you play overall. So – I agree that you know they had some 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 issues that needed to be fixed, but I thought overall, this is this we made this, I think we made this statement on Tuesday that there's not a game in the Mike Leach tenure that I would point to and say defense lost this game. I, I, there's just not right. They they've played they played just fine in the first three years. Mm-hmm. They they've been perfectly good enough to be uh, to lead Mississippi State to eight nine wins. And listen, I you look at the stats, and I saw somebody pull up some of the stats. Those states like fifty third in the country in rushing or something. I don't think that the stats really bear out what Mississippi State is on the defensive side of the ball. And the reason I say that is, I think that some of these possessions are happening, uh, and you're giving up, you know, a couple of big plays here and there, and it's not really indicative of what your defense is doing for an entire ball game. Um, I go back to that that Memphis game. Mm-hmm. Um, they rushed for uh, 129 yards, and one run was like what 53 50. yards or something yeah. like that. I, I, I brought so, that up a lot last year with Texas A and M. A and M rushed for like 160, 170 yards. They gave up two runs that were like 95 to 100 yards. Yeah, and I mean it's 
I don't have a problem giving up an occasional chunk play. If it mean if, if you're telling me that you know they've got 28 rushes for 170 yards, right? I mean, I know that's a pretty good day. But if one rush is 70 yards, then the other 27 rushes were under five yards of carry. I mean, I'm willing to take that, especially if you get lower than that. If you're talking about 100, you know, it's 27, 26 carries for 80 yards. That's a good. You have we had one bust, but everything else you, you did your job. I feel like right. And so you're talking about in that game you had you know 129 yards, um, and then against LSU gave up 200 something. But a lot of that was you know Jaden Daniel scrambling. But then I look at the passing defense so far; it's pretty solid. Uh, you're you're giving up an average of under six yards an attempt. Um, average per game, 217 yards. I mean, that's th- these are numbers that are good enough that they should win you ball games. Yeah. Um, so you know, I I think the defense has been solid. They've been they've shown moments where they they've been really really good. They've been really salty. Um, so you know, that's I, I'm not really concerned about this defense moving forward. I think these guys are going to give you a chance in most of your ball games. Who's a player that needs to step up for Mississippi State in the next few weeks? Who's a player that you haven't seen enough of? I feel like it has to be somebody that's on the edge. You know, I, I want to see DeMonte Russell making some plays. I want to see Jordan Davis, who uh, I don't even think made the trip to LSU. Um, I, those guys have got to start helping Mississippi State out because, you know, you're you're missing – one of, if not your best lineman, and uh, Jaden Crumity for God knows how much longer. And with that, with him out, I mean, you're you're starting to get a little more thin up front than you were, obviously. But I still think that this this defensive line can be really good. So I mean, I just feel like those guys have got to kind of hit the next groove. Um, you know, I think I've seen enough from. Uh, to Cameron Richardson, you know, Emmanuel Forbes, I haven't noticed him just getting flat beat or anything like that. So, you know, I think he's he is what he is. The safeties have been solid. So, it's, for me, it, it feels like a guy on the edge that, that can make some differences getting to the quarterback and making plays. Yeah, I'm not sure who my guy is that, that, that I haven't seen enough of. <sighs> I, I don't want to say, you know, I don't know about the defensive line. I feel like the rotation there has not been great. Jordan Davis, I, I assume he's going to be out again this week for uh, reasons. We all, you know, we we're all reading between the lines there. We should know what it is at this point after two years. Um, may, maybe the guy I want to see more of is somebody who hasn't, I haven't seen any of or seen enough of in terms of reps because we've been talking about rotation the past few days and state's got to get more, more guys on the field. They got to, be guys have guys out of there are fresher, be it a Marcus Banks at the at uh, the safety or cornerback position, uh, be it a a John Lewis or a Ty Cooper uh, at at the uh, the linebacker position or or, or, or you know a, a Javon Banks from a, a, on the defensive line. State's got to get more of these guys shuffling in and out on a more regular basis. This game coming up is a great opportunity to do so. You should be able to. Play a lot of guys. I mean, and you split beyond your starting eleven. You should be able to go a two deep worth of guys here, and maybe even deeper into this game because it's a game you should win. You should win easily. So if if they can't do that, that's that's going to be a, a real issue. 
Bottom line with, with this, if this defense plays at the level it's played in the first three weeks, Mississippi State, that doesn't affect Mississippi State's win-loss record at all, does it? I don't think so. I think they've done enough. I mean, even LSU last week, I mean, they had done absolutely nothing on offense until State gave them a great field position at the 10. And then it turned into, you know, the defense was just absolutely gassed. But, um, you know, I, I think the defense is doing enough for State. Can they hit another gear? I think so. They can be better. They can be better than what they've shown. Um, so I, I think just playing for, for full four quarters is kind of the big thing for them and not having, you know, a, a bad quarter, which they've had a couple of times. So, yeah, I think, you know, th- this team's going to be fine on the defensive side of the ball. But I, the, really the big thing is the the rotation. you got to get some more guys in there, giving these spelling these guys and giving them a little bit of a break. I agree. I agree. they got to figure those things out. But – this is a good game to figure those things out. You know, this is this is the opportunity to do so, and hopefully, you see some of these these reserve players make a play or two and flash a little bit to get the attention of Zach Arnett and their position coaches, so that going forward, because you're going to need you you can't just roll 13, 14 guys out there against Texas A and M and Arkansas and Kentucky and hope to have a chance. You've got to be able to, to shuffle guys in and out and keep your guys fresh for when you need them there um, in the fourth quarter. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, this weekend with Bowling Green, want to want to see the. I really, I'm not saying shut out. It's tough to shut anybody out, but I'd like to see this the defense. You know, keep it between 14 points and under. No, no, that feels like a reasonable goal, doesn't it? And try to stay under like 200 yards of offense for Bowling Green. I mean, you should dominate these guys, even with your second team unit. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want who Robbie Falk wants me to get in touch with. I will see what I can do about that. We can sit. We're going to send you half a cow. I, I still feel like I should have been a little more aggressive at that scrimmage and told them, you know, hey, you guys sponsor our podcast. You mind if I grab a little, little ribeye here? You I mean, they gave Albert Reese. They gave Albert Reese like four ribeyes. Right? They could have. They could have gotten Robbie Falk one of those. Ribeye. Yeah. They offered me a ribeye that you should have been like, if I should have told you and you could have said, hey, the steak that Hey Dad was not going to take, I'll take it. You didn't take it and they offered it to you? No, because we had, the wife had cooked dinner at home and I, was, I did not want to walk in with a steak and be like, uh, I knew that that was a, a losing proposition. Well, I don't blame you on that. Then. Yeah. So, well, what's not a losing proposition is anytime you're buying a steak from your local uh, grocery store or your local butcher, anything that's Coming out of this state, the beef, it's top quality, top notch. It's great, and it's the best stuff for you. Whether you're cooking out this weekend, you want to throw some steaks in the grill, or if you're just making a big pot of spaghetti or chili, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, beef always makes it better. Beef is like butter and bacon, the three beans. They make everything better. So head to your grocery Mm -hmm. store this week and put some beef in the cart. Beef is what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked Southern soul food. The pig, the most noble animal, is what's featured at Two Brothers all over the menu. The pork rind nachos, the pork belly tacos, the pork belly mac and cheese, the big pork or bur- Even the burgers have pork at Two Brothers. It, it truly is the most divine of all animals, is the pig. I, I salute it. And you should, too, by, a trip, by making a trip to Two Brothers. Enjoy some fantastic food, some great times, and a great location every time you're at Two Brothers Smoked 
meets. Great products, great service is what every business likes to promise you, but who really delivers it? How about 47 years worth of experience doing it with Advantage Business Systems? When you need technology for your business, when you need new copiers, printers, laptops, computers, whatever it is, you call Advantage Business Systems. And then when you need service, you make the same call and those problems get taken care of with rapid speed. You're not dealing with out-of-state contractors. You're not dealing with overseas call centers. You're dealing with somebody here in the state of Mississippi. Their number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Tired of uh, living the three-stripe life? Time to make a trip to the Rogue down in Jackson. No silly polos with different color sleeves and gigantic logos there. No. Crisp, clean, great-looking shirts, quality products, and from a name you can trust, the Rogue, one of the most well-known names in men's clothing here in the Southeast. I've seen the collection, the polos and the quarter zips. They are all fantastic, and they all feature the logos that the fans really want, the throwback logos, the M over S, the script state, the walking bully. It's great stuff. Check it out at therogue.com, the Rogue in Jackson, or look on check them out on Instagram, the Rogue JXN. No more three-stripe life. Go with the Rogue. No Cruton song. Don't know where, where this kid's going, but Robbie, it has been a quite a while. I don't remember. I honestly don't remember the last time we had a true head-to-head battle between Mississippi State and Ole Miss for a basketball player in this state. I was thinking about it on the way in. You know, you think about the the the, the national guys that have come out of this state. Deshaun Ruffin, state was never really in the mix for him. Robert Woodard, Ole Miss never really in the mix for him. Nick Weatherspoon, never really for Ole Miss. Thinking going back to Malik Newman, Ole Miss. Was was in the mix when Rick Ray was there, but as soon as Hallen came in, they were out. Well, the Ole Miss people just couldn't believe that they weren't in the mix for know, Malik Newman up into the final yeah. straw there. Well, he, they, didn't want to play in a, he didn't want to play in an arena that had that, – that's the sky. He didn't want to deal with that. That's the sky, David. No. Um, Do you remember DJ who Jeffries, the last one was? DJ, DJ Jeffries? Jeffries? Yeah. And he, didn't mean, he, didn't, he ended up going to Memphis. But that was still – probably the last one that was like the true head-to-head that was like actually like, you know, both State and Ole Miss actually had a chance for him. But this is the first one in a while. It is. And, you know, back in the day when Rick Stansberry was here, there were no head-to-head battles with State yeah. and Ole Miss. It was the only ones State. you had. And they weren't really head-to-head battles, but were the Provine kids. And Ole Miss hired their head coach to sort of you know, sweeten the pot there. So it's been a while, long story short, and now we have one in uh, MRA point guard Josh Hubbard, the recognized top player in the state. Interesting looking at his recruiting profile, Robbie. He's a, a 96 on the composite, only an 89 on 24 sports itse- 24-7 sports itself. Wonder who is the, uh, who's the outlier, the teams that have – somebody obviously has him as a five-star to counteract yeah. that. This I think a he's kid. a really good player. I think – Yeah, go ahead. I think 89-90 is probably – I think it's fine. I think he's a four star, but yeah, I don't. I don't think he's a five star talent or anything. But he's a very good player, and for a guy his size, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a dude with springs like that at that size. He's an interesting player. And first off, you know I, we brought brought up Malik Newman. You know Malik Newman was the guy you started hearing about like as a seventh grader. You're like, there's this kid. 
Hubbard is not quite on that level, but I've been hearing about him for basically since ninth, 10th grade uh, down there in in Jackson. For a long time, it felt like Mississippi State had a lot of momentum there. Uh, Now it feels like, you know, then it shifted to Ole Miss. State gets the last visit. He was here last weekend, which is interesting. You know, nothing going on on campus, but he got to have the visit in. Um, And so now, I mean, it really depends on who you ask. You know, if you you look on 2470 and Paul Jones, who, Tied into best, tied into basketball recruiting as anybody, he'll tell you. He's like, I don't really know. I don't really know. I feel like both sides have some momentum. What I find interesting is Paul continually says that the biggest factor working in Ole Miss's favor is Kermit Davis. That he has a great relationship with Kermit. He's been recruiting him this whole time. But Robbie, I think you and I are, would probably agree that Kermit Davis not likely to be the head coach at Ole Miss past this season. So how is that all going to play out in your mind? Yeah, I, I don't have a clue what's going to happen with Hubbard today as we speak. There's, But all I know is everything else other than Kermit Davis, which seems to be a big factor according to Paul, everything else points to Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so confusing about this. So he, he's taken two official visits to Mississippi State and countless other unofficial visits. Um, does have a great relationship with uh, George Brooks. Uh, I know he does with Kermit Davis as well, but George has done a good job with him also. His girlfriend's coming to Mississippi State, and she's going to be on the cheer squad. Um, MRA basketball specifically has a lot of MSU ties to it. Eric Dempier is on that staff. Coach DeWeese, I believe, is a big state guy as well. So, you know, it's there's a lot of things there working in Mississippi State's favor. It's just kind of hard to believe State wouldn't be able to land this kid. But Paul seems, you know, Paul has a feeling that it's that it's Ole Miss. But at the same time, there's not really I haven't seen a whole lot coming from Ole Miss's side that says this is a done deal or anything. I don't think he's told anybody. So it's kind of very rarely do you come into a commitment and not start to really hear things and know what's about to happen. But I think that's what's going to happen with this recruitment. I think this might be a surprise. We, we might all find that together. I don't know. I feel like at, feel like at some point, Paul and some others are probably going to know. But right now, we have no idea as of 2 p.m. on Wednesday as we record this. Yeah, and again, you know, it's just so funny. Usually college basketball recruiting – you have a great idea before the kid. I mean, who's the what was the last signing day ceremony that you remember for college basketball that you didn't really have a good idea? You know, I go back to Malik Newman. I think everybody felt that Mississippi State was going to get him when he signed on that day. Um, well, even football, too. I mean, it's very hard for, for things to be kept completely under wraps mm-hmm. until the last second. Because, you know, somebody's going to let it out within the, uh, you know, the staff or something. It's going to get out to somebody, and you're going to pretty much have an idea. So it's very rare these days to have uh, something just completely under the radar. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you think about like MJ Daniels, right? I mean, he's committed to state, and even then, like a few hours before it happened, some word started to leak out that things were going to go bad, and he was going to flip to Ole Miss. This one, you know, we'll see. I think I think he's scheduled for one o'clock. He's supposed to make his decision on Thursday afternoon, so we'll see. Just the early returns on Chris Chans has been, he can get 
it looks like he can get in with some high level guys, but for whatever reason, you know, and I, I, and there's a million of them. He hasn't really been able to, to seal the deal on some of these guys. We, we all know what happened with Isaiah Mosley and that incredible ordeal as far as the transfer portal. He had the kid, and I, I apologize for not remembering his name, but I guess it doesn't matter because he's not coming to state, That where the College of Charleston was able to come in and put, secure a tremendous NIL deal for him and get him uh, to commit there. I, like I said, the kid's name, it's Coleman. really relevant. What was it? Was it Isaiah Coleman? I believe that's correct, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what his name is. So I feel like Jans is in the fight with these things. It doesn't matter what his it name is. Do- it literally, it literally does not. The Rock is correct in this instance. I feel like you know once he has a little more track record and he can show what he can do, he he has the makings of a very. I, I knew he was going to be good in the portal. I knew he'd be able to get guys there, but he has the makings of, of an effective uh, high school recruiter as well. Yeah, this is kind of the same thing with Sam Purcell. I mean, these guys are on the right people. They're mm-hmm. in position. There just hasn't been – they just haven't really, you know, broken the ice yet. They haven't gotten that first big commitment. And, you know, Jans has gotten some guys in from the portal and all that, but as far as just, you know, winning a big-time battle and going to get – getting a player that uh, is kind of a marquee type it hadn't happened yet. This is a chance to to get one of those, but really he's just got to be able to land a really good guard, and they've been in position with some guys. There's a couple of more that that they're in position if they do miss on, on Hubbard. It's not a make or break, but you just got to get somebody with comparable talent. Yeah, I agree. If you had to make a, a crystal ball prediction today, if I made you do it, where would you, where would you put it in as? Oh gosh, you know I, I'm not I'm not tied into basketball recruiting like Paul. Right. So ne- everything, everything, all of my thoughts come from Paul on this, yeah. and just from what what he said about everything, I, you know I feel like it's going to be Ole Miss, but at the same time, I mean, it would not shock me if Paul's sources here are just being cautious. Um. So. You know, as of right now, I'll say Ole Miss just because I don't – I feel like we would know a little more if it was going to be State. But it wouldn't shock me if it was either one. I think it's going to be Ole Miss, and then we're going to revisit this in March. Yeah, if, if Kermit if, if Kermit gets fired, fired I, think, I think we'll revisit this. And, and, and this, is why, this is why you continue to have the relationships with these mm-hmm. players. You recruit them hard. You you don't you don't badmouth them if they go somewhere else or anything like that because you never know when they're going to pop back up. So exactly. I mean, you just keep recruiting them, and whatever happens, happens. That's what happened with DJ Jeffries. Exactly, exactly. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, if he does commit to Mississippi, I don't know if we'll have recorded or not. So we may have to talk about it next week sometime if he does commit to Mississippi State. But we shall see. Big big recruiting battle though. And like I said, it's just something about. Seeing State and Ole Miss go for a player, it's just been a long time in basketball. You know, so it happens every year in football over and over again. It'd be interesting to see if, if it ever happens like this, how how often it can happen uh in uh basketball. All right, tomorrow's show, you know what it is. It's three P's. We'll go a little deeper into the Mississippi State bowling green matchup. We'll talk a little bit about bowling green, which we have not done uh at all this week. Um, and we'll get you they're ready. not green. Not a lick of green in there. And uh, they this, don't bowl. No, well, they might. I don't know, you know, what they do for fun. Also, you know, Dan Mullen coached there, so you know, so this is a a Mullen, uh, the Mullen Bowl kind of. Did I? I remember watching a game 
Bowling Green was playing on Thursday night on like Thanksgiving weekend or something. And uh, I remember watching the game whenever Dan Mullen was there. They were actually pretty good. They were, yeah. Urban Meyer, the head coach. They had that uh, Josh Harris. Didn't he play for the Steelers? Um, and if he did, he didn't play. But that that's I, – I remember him. Now you got me. Uh, Dynamic QB. Yeah, I don't I, I don't remember him playing for the Steelers. Yeah, you got me wondering. Are you ready? Maybe you're thinking played, of Josh Dobbs. He played, he played for two other teams in the division, though. He played for the Ravens and the Browns. So I do remember him playing for the Browns. There you go. All right, guys. Have a great uh, Thursday. Robbie and I will be back with you on Friday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Bow to the masters. Break it down. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.